because this is for the rasa. This is for the rasa. Rasa, rasa. This is for the rasa. This is Reformed Rasa back at it again with another episode. Episode number 24, I believe. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but my name is Martin Velasquez. Gracias for tuning in once again. I'm alongside with my brother right here. Justin Corona. And Pastor Victor is not here because we gave him the night off. So, <laughs> so today is going to be a very special episode. We have our Gangs to Grey series going on, mm-hmm. part number three. If you haven't checked out the first two, we got Pastor Santos Chavez from Street Light Church on the first part. And the second part, we got Pastor Benito uh, Peña uh, sharing their testimonies of how the Lord brought them out of the gang lifestyle, the street lifestyle, and God's ultimate grace in their lives. And that's what we want to show with these uh, kind of series. Mm-hmm. We want to show God's mercy and God's grace on the people that have needed it the most, the people that are down in the gutters and have experienced God's grace and can testify of his love. And so that's the reason why we do this. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, uh, like us on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, we're on Apple, Spotify, all the podcast streaming platforms. Hit us up at, at reformedrasa.gmail.com. Any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes, we were there. <laughs> so today is going to be a very special episode uh, because we got... A special guest that we would like to introduce to you. We got Pastor Gabriel Nieves. What's up, what's up, man? Yeah. AKA the message. Yeah, it's a blessing <laughs> to be here, man. And just just to be be come alongside you guys and what God's doing, you mm-hmm. know. To me, it's a privilege. Anytime mm-hmm. we get to get together with brothers and just be at a yeah, of course. That's, it, man. that's what we're doing. It's fellowship on the mic. That's what you're doing. That's it, bro. You know, it's always uh, it's funny how like when when we as believers gather together, we always hold conversations that take long time. Yeah. We end up stand. We end up finding ourselves in the cold for like hours talking and then long conversations, yeah, yeah, or right, or always saying, "All right, well, I gotta go," and then like for like repeat it over for a couple <laughs> that's hours. Right. You say, "No, I really gotta go." Right? <laughs> you're right, no, man. Because it's always see, a blessing. It is, man, yeah. and. And that and that's the beauty of it, man. We yeah. can keep going on, man, bragging about what God has it's done. We've known each other for years, bro. <laughs> Serious, <laughs> right yeah. on, man. And so and so, uh, you're from Hope Alive Church, right here in the city of Santana. Yes, with Pastor Tommy Coda. Yes, right? Pastor Tommy Coda is our senior pastor there. Yeah, shout out to him. I never met him. I've met him once, a long time ago. At the actually at the Santa Ana March a couple of years ago when yeah. they were doing the Peace March. That's right. Yeah, I talked to him. That's oh, cool. Yeah. I don't know remembers it. I used to see him every time I got my haircut at Mount Zion. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. He still goes there, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small world, man. It's a Serious. Small world, man. It's a small world. So, uh, we brought you on, man. I, we just want to hear your story, what God right has on. done in your life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where mm-hmm. you came from, who you are, where you at now. Bro. Yeah. So, Right on, man. Well, like I said, it's always a privilege to testify on what God has done, you know, yeah. and I believe that a testimony is always supposed to give God glory, Amen. you Amen. know, right. and I got one of those stories, man, that a lot of a lot of the Rasa's familiar with, yeah. you know, I, I got involved in gangs at a young age, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I like to say that a youngster, man, they want to be accepted they want to be believed in and they want to be celebrated yeah you know Mm -hmm. and when that doesn't happen at home Mm -hmm. we begin to look for it somewhere else Mm -hmm. right yeah and i was 13 years old man when i first got that good job little homie you know when some one of the homies from the neighborhood said hey that hey you a down little homie yeah you know and i was like whoa man 
I, I really, I interpreted that like, hey, good job, son. You know, uh -huh. like it was like my father telling me you did a good job, son. That affirmation. You know? That's what it was, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. and for me, because I never got that at home. Yeah. My dad was an alcoholic, you know, he was always like, he was a hard worker, hard worker, but as soon as he would get home, he was checked out. Yeah. So, you know, never really getting involved with us at home. So when I heard that from my, one of the homeboys in the neighborhood, I just kind of wanted to make him proud. So I, I and I must have done something stupid, man. I think I got hmm. like in some fight or something, <laughs> you know, and, you know, the homies giving me props for yeah. whatever, you know, but next thing you know, man. Things continued at home, and I moved, I moved into the neighborhood with one of my aunts. She lived in this part of our neighborhood, and um, within weeks, man, I started hanging out with my cousin. He was yeah. from the neighborhood, you know, and there's a, there's a Bible scripture that says, bad company corrupts yeah. good character mm -hmm. or good yeah. morals, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and let me tell you, man, it didn't take much uh, long before I started running with them, mm -hmm. and like everything, I'm not going to lie, man, I liked it. I liked yeah. hanging out with these dudes, man. Yeah. I felt like they had my back. Mm -hmm. I had theirs, you know. Got the affirmation. From that, that's what it was, yeah. man. We had a, we had a, all kind of things in common. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things was our dad wasn't involved in our life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we replaced our dad with the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So we had, this, we had the neighborhood, and we began yeah. to just be loyal to it. I remember we would give each other so much. Man, it was just such a hard time because, hey, are you going to the hood? They're like, yeah. nah, man. Ah, look at you. You yeah. know, we began, and we were, I'm talking about 14, 15 mm -hmm. years old, yeah. you know? We would look forward to yeah. go hanging out in the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. So... I like to share this a lot because it was all fun and games at first. Yep. I remember, man, just going in and out of juvenile hall. And then, you know, you see an enemy here. You fight. All fun and games. Yeah. But I'm going to fast forward because I don't want, I don't, I, I want to get to this part of where, yeah. man, Jesus got a hold of my life, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. because grow, because growing yeah. up, yeah, I mean, I'm. From the Raza, we know who Jesus is. Yeah. You know, I've heard about him. Mm -hmm. We had, man, we would go to church maybe once a, once a year, you la know. Misa. That's it, La Misa. <laughs> it, was, it was religion, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had respect for the things of mm -hmm. God, but I wasn't walking with God, yeah. you know. Yeah. So um, 13 years old, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this because this is key. I remember I, I had a friend, man, and we would, we would play basketball. Mm -hmm. And one day he invited me to go to church with him. And it was a Christian church. Mm -hmm. And I ended up going, you know. And you guys know, man, like when God just gets a hold of your life, you yeah. can't run. Yeah. You got to respond. Yeah. And the gospel was shared to me yeah. when I was 13. Mm -hmm. And at this young age, I had already been through so much, man, yeah. from seeing my mom being beaten to yeah. alcoholic dad and, you know, all this craziness. I came to this point where like, Somebody told me that Jesus wanted to take that away. Yeah. He wanted that pain, that hurt. Mm -hmm. So at 13 years old, I respond to it. And there was no foundation. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I went back, still went back to the neighborhood. <clears throat> but I believe something very important happened when I gave my life to Jesus. And, and we're going to see by the time I'm done, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, God is good. <laughs> he had his hand upon that yeah. knucklehead, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I love it because God is faithful to complete the work that he yeah. starts. Yeah. You know, that's when the work started. Mm -hmm. Right there, man. I'm 13 years yeah. old. I surrendered my life to Jesus. So anyways, I fast forward. I'm, I'm from the neighborhood, in and out of jails, right? Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening, man, um, I'm 18 years old. 
and they take me off juvenile probation. They say like, hey, man, you're 18 now. Yeah. So from 18 to 19, I just began to run amok, man. Yeah. Like I was one, I was like one of the only homies that didn't get sent to YA, oh. you know, because <laughs> all my friends were just like, they were going up there to gladiator school, you know, YA. <laughs> and I was one of them dudes that for whatever reason, I, I just didn't get sent, you know? Could it be God's grace? I don't know. But check this. <laughs> <it> to me, <laughs> But what ends up happening, bro, 18 and 19, man, um, just started running with the homies. Started yeah. just, um, honestly, man, just got with it. You know, yeah. I was just, I was active, you know, packing every day. And I remember one day, man, um, I remember this like it was yesterday. I was in my house and little, little apartment there with my mom and, um, my homeboy came over and, and he said, hey, let's go pick up to the neighborhood, man. Yeah, let's yeah. go. So, you know, so he came to swoop me up and I was like, all right, hold on. Let me put on my shirt, you know. And I remember, man, like my mom came up and she was like, hey, mijo, no salgas ahora. No yeah. vayas para afuera ahora. And I was like, what? My mom never used <laughs> to trip. Yeah, she was always yeah. saying Some, something bad's going to happen. Yeah. And I was... You know, in, in my foolishness, yeah. man, I was like, mom, stop tripping. Go over there. Yeah, I'll be back. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to just go over here to mm -hmm. the store. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so anyways, man, and then I'm like, all right, I, I'm, let me get a beer to go. And I opened up this beer, bro, and it like exploded all yeah. over me, right? And I'm like, oh, and you know, yeah. you're G'd up. You're G'd, even though we're on one, we're still G'd up to yeah, the, from the feet up, yeah, yeah. you know, trying to look good, yeah, you know? Yeah. So my shirt was all messed up. So I was like, ah, it's all good. I grab another one. <laughs> so we go to the car. We finally go. We, we start going in the neighborhood. And when we get close to my neighborhood, there was this guy in the middle of the street, man. And I just remember saying, like, hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. Stop the car. Let me hit mm. this dude up, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 Let me see yeah. where he's from because yeah. he's not one of the homies. Exactly. So I, I wasn't packing, you know? Yeah. I get out the car, and I hit this dude up. Hey, homie, where you from? Mm. And the dude busts out a strap on me, right? Yeah. Like, hey, where you from? <laughs> you know? Hey. And so all of a sudden, yeah. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, man, what's up? Yeah. But you know the crazy part about this, Martin, is mm. that for some strange reason... Like, look, bro, you pull out a gun on me, now I'm running. Yeah. I'm ducking. Yeah. I'm calling the police. Yeah. Hey, bro. Hey, dude, this no dude. Right uh, uh, we ain't no Superman or yeah, bulletproof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was so blinded, bro, that I was still out there with my chest all yeah. out. Like, what's up, homie? Too many times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Still acting like I'm bulletproof. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Not afraid to die. Yeah. Not scared to die, you know? Yeah. Still telling this dude, hey, do you know where you're at? What's up? Why are you tripping yeah. for? You know? And inside of me, I knew, I knew he wasn't, he wasn't going to blast. He was trying to intimidate, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. because where we come from, man, yeah. you pull something out, you got to use it. it. Yeah. You got to, and then mm -hmm. put it away, you know? Yeah. So anyways, he, he didn't, he wasn't using it. And then a couple of my little homies come from around the corner and they're packing. And then I'm thinking like, okay, now this dude's going to start blasting, yeah. you know, because now yeah. it's like, like go it's going to yeah. go down. You kind of yeah. end, you, you sense that. So I go up to one of my little homies, man, and I tell him, hey, give me that strap. And he was like, nah, man, we cool, man. I got this. I got this. I was mm. like, give me that strap. So I got the gun from him. And then I just, I remember I let off a round in the air. I wanted to, now I wanted to scare them. Bah! Shoot one in the air, bro. Yeah. This dude doesn't run, bro. <laughs> this dude starts coming at me, and he starts blasting at me. Bah, 
pow, pow, right? Yeah. What ends up happening, I, I, I immediately turn back and I just start unloading, bro. And this dude drops to the ground. Dang. Drops. And I just run, bro. Like, let's get out of here, man. You know? Yeah. Took off, bro. Two weeks later, man, Dang. the Orange County Sheriff's Department is at my front door raiding Dang. us. Bah! Open up! Dang. Orange County Sheriff's Department, yeah. we got a search warrant. Dang. Right? Yeah. And that's, I'm like, oh, man, yeah, what's cool, up, man? man. Well, well, no, what? First, I'm like, what are you here for? Like, what's the trip You know? Like, you know, like, well, I don't know. I mean, hey, I don't know. You got the wrong guy. I went to the store that day. <laughs> oh, bro, all these things, bro, you know? So yeah. they take me to the county, bro. And you know, I'm 19. Yeah. And at this time, bro, it was like a big old reunion, man. Yeah. All the homies I had been into juvenile hall with, yeah. all the all these dudes, bro. It's like a big, hey, what's you up, man? You you, I felt yeah. at home with the homies there. Yeah. You know, they were showing me love. And, mm-hmm. and then I told them, like, hey, bro, they got me for a hot one. And they were like, don't trip, dude. We're yeah. all here for a hot one. <laughs> so it was like the norm. Yeah. Everyone was yeah. looking at all day. So, yeah. But I didn't know that yet. What I, how much time I was looking at. So, anyways, mm. I go see my um, public pretender. I'm just kidding. My public <laughs> pretender, right? Yeah, bro. So I I go see my public defender, bro, and and I just in my mind, and I want to share this, bro, because you know the Bible teaches us that my people perish because they have no vision. They have no vision for the life. And, you know, by this time, the vision I had for my life was I'm 19 years old. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go upstate. Yeah. I wanted to get some tats. I wanted to get all buff, bro. That was my vision. Yeah. That was my goal because yeah. all my homies said, like, hey, unless you've been upstate, you yeah. ain't really arrived yet. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was just something. It was just another stepping stone yeah. that I had to go through. Mm-hmm. So I can get more status in my neighborhood yeah, or whatever, man. you know? Oh, so anyways, that was kind of the vision for my life. So in my heart, mm-hmm. when I went to go see my public defender, you know, <laughs> I knew what a plea bargain was. Yeah. Bro, I've been doing plea bargains since I was 13 yeah, years old, yeah, you know, yeah, in and out yeah. of juvenile hall. What? Yeah, exactly. Three months, six months, yeah, give me yeah. four months, yeah. you know? But this time I knew, I knew it was a little bit bigger of a crime. I didn't know how serious, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... So I go and see her, and then I tell her, hey, what's up? I still remember her name, Miss Tammy Miller. I say, hey, Miss Miller, so how much time are they offering me? You know, let's stop playing games. Give me the the plea bargain. Go tell the judge Mm -hmm. or go tell the DA that I'll sign 15 years right now. I'm doing. I'm doing the math. You're trying to, you're trying to make the bargain. I'm telling. I'm doing the math. I'll be like, okay, 15. I'll probably do 13. Ah, dog. I'm 19. Hey, bro. I'll be 35. Yeah. 34, 35 when I get out. I'm good. Yeah. I'll be good. I'll retire. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. That's it, bro. Yeah. How crazy is that vision, bro? See, that's crazy because when we're in the neighborhood, everything's twisted. Uh, the, the bad becomes a good and the good becomes a bad, right? We right. say that all the things, oh, that's bad, homie, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's bad. Yeah. And then that's the way we look at things. We look at the older homies that are all tatted up and they got all the guys in the head and, yeah. and that becomes your idol. Like, that's what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. I had a homie that, man, still doing time right uh-huh. now that I grew up with him and he's one of those institutionalized homies where yeah. he feels more comfortable being in prison than being out here. Yeah. He feels more at home in there. I'm like, man, and that, that to me now, that guy has opened my eyes. Like, man, that's... 
That's a twisted mentality. I want that homie to be out here. I want him to be serving Christ and experience a real true life. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. that was got him blinded, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, mm-hmm. and, and, and he does, man. Yeah. So many, so many yeah. homies, man. Too many stories that I've heard and That's seen it. that that they rather be in there. They find pleasure doing yeah. those kind of things. And, You're right. And I, and I praise God more because I see like, man, Lord, that could have easily been me. Exactly. God saved me. You know, yeah. we, we could chop it later, but yeah. God saved me from a big one. You know yeah. what I mean? So exactly. When I hear stories like this, this is why I do this kind of series. Before, yeah. Because Man, the, well, because it's dude, real. It's real. It's real, man. And that a lot of people. grace even more real. Exactly, you know I mean? man. So I mm-hmm. was on my way, bro, to become another minority yeah. statistic. Because exactly. that's what we are, statistics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was on my way, bro, trying to get these 15 years mm-hmm. until she popped my bubble. Because she seen I was serious. She said, Gabriel, <laughs> you're serious, huh? I don't think you understand. And I didn't. I don't yeah. think you understand the seriousness of this crime. You try to murder a man. Yeah. The state of California, because of all these gang enhancements, yeah. is going to give you a life sentence. You and your two homies that got caught. So you better get comfortable because you're going to spend the rest of your life in jail. Dang. Bro, I'm 19 years old. And, no, and I'll be no. honest, bro. I was down for my neighborhood, yeah, bro. Yeah. I was down. I was ready to do. Look, I, yeah. I'm blasted. I'm ready to do some time. Yeah. But, bro, when they told me I was going to spend the rest of my life in jail, bro... Man, bro, it's like somebody punched me right in the gut, bro. I couldn't breathe. I felt suffocated. All of a sudden, bro, all these things that I had taken for granted, my jefita, my little brothers, Mm -hmm. my jaina I had, bro, my girlfriend, you know, Mm -hmm. all these things. I started thinking like, dang, dude. I'm not even 21 yet. I don't even have a driver's license. I can't even buy a beer legally. Legally. (laughs) Man, I don't want to drink Pruno for the rest of my life. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, bro. So, all these things, bro. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, dang, man. That's when it hit. It hit home. So, I go back. That was my rock bottom, bro. I go back, man, to the cell. And I'm just like, they, I, they put me in the big old, I was in the big uh, one, uh, the big tank. Yeah, there was about yeah. 60 of us there, right bro. At the and, main, uh. <laughs> at the main yeah. bro, just acting a fool, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm there, bro. And I'm just like, dang, life? Yeah. Like, that's all I kept, I just kept trying to vi- vi- have this yeah. vision. How's it going to look like? Dang, bro, mm-hmm. like, what's going to happen? And then, in, hey, bro, I would see guys, because there's all kind of characters in yeah, there. Oh, yeah. And I would see some guy, bro, every now and then, I would see them with their Bibles mm-hmm. in the county, bro. Yeah. And I would look at them, and I would think, like, man, what a bunch of softies, man. <laughs> what a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to pick up a Bible when you come to jail? Yeah. All of a sudden, you want to mm-hmm. hide behind the Bible. Yeah. That was my mentality, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I used to tell myself, if them dudes ever try to come and talk to me, bro, I'm going to tell them off. Watch. I'm going to set them straight because those big hypocrites, yeah, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, bro, one of them Jesus freaks, man. I'm right there in my cell hanging with the homies. And white boy, bro, he comes up. And he's like, hey, what's up, brother? God bless you. And I'm just like, it's fool, man. You know, you try to get your clown on like... He ain't talking to me, man. Hey, he's talking to you, homie. Nah, he ain't talking to me. And he was like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, so God bless you, man. You know God loves you. And I knew he was talking to me at this time. And I said, hey, you know what, homie? Check this out. 
You're probably here for some parking tickets or something, huh? <laughs> I remember this conversation briefly, bro, but I know I wasn't being polite to him, yeah, bro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know I was probably, like, just trying to clown him, bro. Yeah. Like, how are you going to come to jail, man, and try to tell me that God loves me? Yeah. Homie, God don't love people like me. Mm. You have no idea the news I just heard, homie. Yeah. I'm going to spend the rest of my life in jail, mm. and you want to tell me God loves me. Get out of here, man. Mm. And he was like, but what if you don't? And mm -hmm. I was like, what? This dude's still here. <laughs> you know? I love to share this, bro, because, you know, people get it twisted. Born-again believers mm -hmm. are some of the most courageous people I have ever met. Bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. He didn't care. Yeah. I'm there in the county jail, bunch mm -hmm. of vicious lions, bro, yeah. ready to pounce on him, bro. Yeah. He comes up to me to share, like, hey, God loves you. Dang. Didn't care the consequences yeah. if he got mopped up. He didn't Dang, care. Yeah. Breaking all barriers, yeah, breaking yeah. all the codes, yeah, bro. Exactly, <laughs> you know what exactly, I mean? Man, so yeah. to me, when I look back, when people try to label Christians as weaklings, uh, as this and that, yeah. I'm like, homie, you have no idea. I've met some born-again believers that have more heart than you can ever think of. You know? Dude, bro, I'm always fascinated also about the brothers and sisters in the Middle East, bro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're getting persecuted and murdered and tortured for their faith. Yeah. And I always look at that like, and we're out here ashamed to share the gospel in the streets. Yeah, you're right. Where are you, thinking about what they're going to think of me? They're <laughs> dying for their faith over there. And we got brothers like that walking up to, to almost convicted murderers sharing the gospel. Talk, talking about yeah. God loves you. Yeah. What? That takes boldness and courage, yeah. bro. It does. You know, that takes the spirit of God to yeah. do that. Amen. So, hey, bro, he shared that with me. And I'm like, hey, I, I let him have it, bro. I was intrigued that he was still there. Mm -hmm. And I left this part out on purpose because all those years, bro, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 years uh -huh. old, bro, running amok, mm -hmm. you know, in and out of juvenile hall, I had a spiritual mama, Miss Mary, which was my boy's mom that took me to, that mm -hmm. took me to um, church mm -hmm. where I got saved or God began that work. And I would run into her, bro, just like at weird places. <laughs> and she would always tell me, God has a plan for your life, Gabriel. God has a plan for your life. And I was always like, I'm one. I know, Miss Mary, I know. Okay. Try to shake her, bro. You know, she's one of them freaks, you know, trying to tell me about Jesus and stuff all the time or to go to church. So anyways, this guy, this inmate, bro, he shared, God has a plan for your life, Gabriel. I'm in the jail cell, bro. When he told me that, dude, I was like, how the heck does this dude know Miss Mary? Because I've been hearing God has a plan for your life. I had no idea Jeremiah 29, 11. Yeah. I don't know if you want to read it for our listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah, but Jeremiah yeah. 29, verse 11, bro. That's what this dude was telling me, bro. He took me to that scripture. Mm -hmm. And I say we read it because it's powerful. That's, what God, that's how I came back to the Lord. Watch. It's from the NASB. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. <laughs> I know the plans I have for you. So when he shared that, I had no idea, bro, that all these years, Ms. Mary was praying Saw, mm. was praying uh, Jeremiah 29 11 over me yeah. she was bringing she was praying the word of God over yeah, me yeah. so you know talk about God sparing your life and, mm -hmm. and the hedge of protection yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so I'm there bro this inmate 
shares that with me, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how does this guy know this? Miss Mary? I'm tripping, bro. Now I'm tripping. I'm sober. I ain't on one. You know? So I'm like, hey, hey, bro, well, how do you know? Mm-hmm. And then I start opening up to him, mm-hmm. not caring who's around me. All mm-hmm. of a sudden. You're like you, tuned in. Bro, when you have that divine appointment, yeah. you don't yeah, care who's around yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was my divine appointment. Wow. And I'm letting this guy know, bro, all this. Man, but I'm going to get a life sentence, bro. I messed up mm-hmm. and this and that. And he's like, Gabriel, you already told me that you're going to get broken off. But what if God has mercy upon you? What if mm-hmm. God shows you grace? You're not going to know unless you ask him. And I was like, what? Talk about a plea bargain. Huh? I was like, well, okay, well, you know what? Well, yeah, you're right, huh? You think God, you think God will hear a sinner like me? He's like, you got to ask him. But let me tell you something, Gabriel. And this is what I love to share because he shared this with me. He said, you know that heart you had for your neighborhood? That loyalty? Bro, that heart that you're ready to do a life sentence for your neighborhood? You got to have that same heart when you come to God. Don't you half step with God. Yeah. You be real with God mm-hmm. and you're going to see how real he's going to be. Amen. And that and reminds me of Paul, uh, how he says in the scriptures, just like how we were in the world doing the things of the world. Now let's flip the script. That's how you got to go hard for God. Go yeah. hard, yeah. bro. Mm, that's so that's what, hey, bro, he explained that to me. He gave me a Bible, bro. And he said, Gabriel, you got to read your word. Start in the book of John. Now yeah, I know. Yeah. We, all, they, yeah. we always tell people, yeah. start in the book of That's John. Go to book right <laughs> yeah. there. Get to know yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Get to know about him. Yeah. So he told me, start in the book of John. And I remember, all right, man, that's cool, bro. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, hey, because you know what? The spiritual battle is going to be real now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, spiritual battle? What are you talking about? He's like, bro, yeah. there's a war for your soul coming, right now. They're coming for you. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? So he knew I wasn't understanding. Yeah. And I've heard this before, but this is the first time I heard it. He said, look, Gabriel, there's like two packs of dogs inside of you. <laughs> They're going at it. You got the yeah. good dogs and the bad dogs. Uh-huh. And he asked me, which ones do you think are going to win? And I said, well, the good dogs, you know, they belong to Jesus. And he was like, nah, man. Oh, man. Well, the bad dogs in. He's like, nah, you know which ones? The ones you feed the most. Start feeding those good dogs. The word, Bro, I got it. When he told me that, I understood, bro, that I had to get built up. I had to start reading my word. And, and you know what, bro? God is faithful. It, not, not even within a month, bro. I, I didn't even care that I was looking at a life sentence. Mm-hmm. You know, that peace that surpasses yeah. all yeah. understanding, yeah. bro. Yeah, right. All of a sudden, my loved ones, man, my, my girlfriend, my mom, they started seeing this joy inside of me. Mm-hmm. They started seeing this hope that doesn't disappoint. Yeah. They started like, hey, Gabriel, like, did this dude lose it? Like, what? <laughs> why is he all like excited? Yeah. And and it's like, because you know what, bro? I knew that I had been set free. Mm -hmm. So I didn't care if I got a life sentence. I didn't care. Mm -hmm. I knew that was God's plan for my life. Mm -hmm. It was because I was, somebody upstate needed me to go share with them. So, bro, I stopped praying for me to get out. And I started praying for Mm -hmm. God to continue to make himself more real in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, nine months, bro. They took me to trial. It was nine months. All of a sudden. All of a sudden, nine months, man, comes by. I'm still, I'm growing in the Lord, bro. You know, but I believe, 
I hadn't really been tested yet. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You know that testing? Because you know, you know what we used to do in the neighborhood to the little homies? Like, yeah, we would test them. Test. Yeah, I want to yeah. see if these dudes have heart yeah, or not. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm not saying that God does that with us, but you know, there comes a there, because too many people say, Lord, Lord, Lord. Yeah, yeah. And then when something goes wrong, they book it. They book or, or what, it. Once they get out of jail, they, they leave God. Oh, it's that jailhouse religion yeah. that makes people think like, ah, oh, you're a Christian only when you get locked up. And that's what they, huh. they, they think about being a hypocrite. That's why. That's the mentality we have sometimes yeah. when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. But so anyways, nine months later, bro, they end up taking me to trial. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember my lawyer comes up to me, Miss Miller, bro. She mm-hmm. says, my public defender. Yeah. Right. I got to call her that because now I was a Christian, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, bro. I remember I was bold with her. The little bit of Jesus that I knew, you know that, you know that, that, um. Just that joy, that fire bro, that you got. You just want to share You just want to share with who, yeah. you don't care who it is. Yeah. I belong to Jesus now. She's like, yeah. okay. She thinks you're crazy, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I don't care what happens. Yeah. I, I'm, I belong to the Lord. Dang. And she's kind of like, okay, that's fine. But uh, hey, I got good news for you, Gabriel. She told me. And I was like, praise God. What's up? She says, remember those 15 years you wanted? That they're back on the table. You can sign 15 years and go do your time that you wanted. Dang. And I'm like, exactly. I'm like, dang, man, like, I ain't trying to do no 15 years yeah. now. Like, like, dang, like, yeah. let me pray about it. I'm a Christian now. I gotta pray for this. No, bro, honestly, bro, it started getting late. And I remember she said, look, I'm gonna bring you back to court tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Talk to your family. And she's kind of mocking me. Go do your little prayer thing and, uh, and come back tomorrow. And let's let, let's reconsider this deal because it's a real good deal. You're going to get out. Yeah, 15 yeah. years. Because, bro, you know in the state of California, if you shoot someone, if you have a gun, these gang enhancements, bro, even if you're just there, yeah. you're going down. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 murdering bro, you, they're breaking you off. Gang enhancements, that's, that's what they're meant to do. Yeah. They're meant to- to prevent something from happening. Exactly. So they're going to see you uh, living that kind of lifestyle. They'd rather knock you off right Exactly. Away. Exactly. And that's what... That, so th- this was my reality. Mm-hmm. Okay? So anyways, um, I go and I remember, bro, honestly, I didn't call my girlfriend. I didn't call my moms. I didn't call no one. I called on Jesus. Yeah, and yeah. what did I say, bro? I prayed. I prayed something simple like, Lord, if this is the plan mm-hmm. you have for my life, give me the strength tomorrow to just to sign that deal. Yeah. Your will be done. Mm-hmm. And, bro, I slept good in that county bunk that <laughs> night, man. I was like, it was a good sweet dream, bro. You got the fluffy mattress. Bro, <laughs> it was like, okay. You know, yeah. I get up in the morning, go to court. Mm. And as soon as my lawyer sees me, bro, she comes up and she starts cussing me out, bro. What? You idiot. You beep this. You beep that. I told you last night to sign the deal. The jury and the, D- I mean, the DA mm. and the judge, they took the deal off the table. Their witnesses are showing up. We're going to trial. We're going to trial. Get dressed. And she gave me some regular clothes, civilian clothes, to get out that jumpsuit because we're going to pick jury that day. And I'm like, nah, man. Nah. Then I started getting a little crazy, bro. Like a little little two Pentecostal. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Like, nah, man. In the name of Jesus, I'm not taking that time. (laughs) Nah, bro. I started tripping, bro. I started saying like, nah, man, go give me that time. You already told me. Yeah. If we go to trial, I'm going to get a life sentence. So why would I go to trial? Come on, man. And so she was like, there's nothing I can do. The DA took the deal off the table. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm getting dressed, bro. 
And I just, I just felt this, 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 this peace, bro. Like, I've got you. I'm gonna go before you. Man. And I'm just like, oh gosh, man. man. I do. Okay. Well, I had no choice. <laughs> We're going to trial, <laughs> you know. So we picked jury, and hey, bro, for three days, they had my homie saying it was me. Man. They had the dude that got shot saying who shot him. Oh, they had, hey, bro. They had all these witnesses. So when I tell you that the state of California, bro, had everything you could think of to convict me, they had everything, bro. Dang. Okay. So there I am, bro. Three days. Forget Tupac. All eyes on me. Bro. <laughs> Straight up, bro. Yeah. They're just mm-hmm. drilling me. Drilling me. Yeah. And by this time, I let my hair grow. You know, you try yeah, to be low yeah, pro. Yeah, All of a sudden, yeah. you shave. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. And then, so I'm looking okay. I had some nice clothes on. And this was her closing statement. The DA says, I want you to take a look at Mr. Gabriel Nieves. Look, he looks so good sitting here. Look yeah. at his shirt. She's clowning, bro. Look at his yeah. shirt. Looking so good. Don't be fooled, though. And then she she opened up a big old poster of my mugshot, bro. Dang. All tatted without a shirt, just flipping off the camera, you know? Dang. And she told them, like, hey, this is the gang member that you guys need to convict because Dang. he's guilty of shooting Myron. And I was like, dang. And those were the closing <laughs> arguments. Dang. So, bro, I go back, like, dang, dude. Like, what? I'm done. <laughs> Life sentence. Here we go. Ooh. Bro, they take me downstairs and the bailiff, bro. He, I remember going, taking a little elevator ride and he's like, hey, don't trip. Don't worry about it, man. Because I must have looked defeated, bro. Like, like I'm done, bro. Yeah. You know? And he was like, hey, no news is good news. You never know, man. They're going to deliberate because now they're deliberating guilty yeah, yeah, or not yeah, guilty. Yeah. The longer they take, the better it is for you. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool, man. So, bro. They take me downstairs yeah. to a holding tank, and I have my little pocket Bible, you know? And I'm yeah. just trying to read, like, Psalms 91 right now, yeah, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Like, you saying your angels, yeah, and I'm just trying to, <laughs> bro, I'm just trying to meditate yeah. and pray and this and that. So anyways, bro, within two hours, Nieves, you got court. Dang. And I'm like, they reached a verdict, bro. Dang. It didn't even take them an hour and a half, bro. They called me back upstairs, bro. And they said, hey, and now the bailiff is not talking to me, bro. <laughs> like, hey, what was that you were saying, man? I thought, I, thought you, I thought you said, chin up, champ, you know? So, bro, now they take me back up, upstairs, bro. Yeah. And for some reason, bro, they put me in this little six-by-six six cell, little holding cell. Yeah, yeah, I had never yeah. been in this cell before, but I guess they put you in there yeah. as a jury comes out, the judge yeah. comes out. This mm-hmm. is part of the procedure, bro. Yeah. They put me in this cell, bro took the cuffs off me, put me in this little cell. This is when God broke me, bro. I'm in this little six by six cell and I just fall to my knees, bro. And I'm, I'm just crying, bro, to God and saying, God, help me. I'm sorry, God. I shot this man. I was lost. Lord, please have mercy on me. Yeah. What else, bro? What else can I pray? Mm-hmm. I'm guilty, Lord. Yeah. Begging him for mercy. I, I, I gather myself, bro. I, I open my eyes, trip out, bro. Some dude wrote that scripture in Isaiah when it says, the Lord goes before you. Mm. And I looked at that like, I hit tags in the walls, man. Like, <laughs> like, so that was my little sign. Like, yeah. okay, cool, man. Dang. So I go in the courtroom, bro, Dang. and they cuff me. Mm. Right away. They never yeah, cuffed yeah, me yeah. before in the courtroom. Yeah. So now 
it's a guilty verdict, right? Dang. So the 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 the, uh, the bailiff and then the lady, the, one of the jurors, she takes a little envelope to the judge, bro. And the judge is like, okay. So do all 12 of you addressing the jurors, that you guys agree on this verdict, right? And they were like, yes, your honor. They all say, they all, they, they're on their oath. Yeah, they all yeah, say, yeah, yes, yeah. your honor. So on count two, street terrorism, the state of California finds the defendant, Gabriel Nieves, guilty. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, God. Here it comes. <laughs> count one, attempted murder. The state of California, and I remember this, bro. I said, God, please touch one person. One person, God. On count one, attempted murder, the state of California finds a defendant, Gabriel Nieves. Your Honor! Some jurors stood up, bro. No joke. She stood up and she said, Your Honor, I don't know what's happening right now, but something is touching my heart and I can't let you convict this man of this crime. And the judge was like, what? (laughs) And I was like, it's Jesus, baby. You know what I mean? I'm over here saying that. And they told me to shut up. You know, like, quiet down. You know? And my my lawyer was like, Gabriel, this lady just saved your life. And I was like, no, she didn't. Jesus just saved my life. Bro, she stood up and the judge said this, bro. He said, look, I've never... I don't know what to do. I never had this happen in my courtroom. Damn. I've been a judge for 20 years. I've had hung juries. I had mistrials. Yeah. I've had guilty, not guilty. I've never, ever had a juror change her mind as a verdict is being hmm. read. Damn. Bro, what ends up happening, bro? She held on. They gave me a hung jury. One, Damn. not guilty. 11 guilty, bro. And this was nine months, bro. Talk about igniting someone's faith, bro. So how are you gonna? How do you guys think? I can't deny God, bro. Yeah. How can I go around saying God has not shown Himself strong on my behalf, mm-hmm. bro? I'm that nine-month-old Christian in there, and I'm just going hard for Jesus. I don't know what I'm like, Lord. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm gonna get out. Damn. All of a sudden, I start thinking like I'm gonna get out. You're going to get me out of here. And when I get out for you, Lord, I'm going to ride for you, Jesus. The same way I used to, that's how I used to talk, bro. The same way I rode for my hood, Lord, I got you. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, hey, bro, the the DA told me, don't worry. You got lucky. I'll see you back in court. I'm going to retry you. I'll I'll make sure I get a guilty verdict. Don't worry about it. And I was like, all right, God's got me. You know, I didn't care, bro. Sure enough, bro. Within another, I was in the. So this time, I was in the county for three years, bro, Dang. fighting this life sentence. But Dang. you know what, bro? You brought the apostle Paul up, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was he was in Emmaus for yeah. about three years, bro, <laughs> getting built up yeah, exactly. because God has some work yeah, for him to exactly. do. And I consider that, bro. That was my desert time. Yeah. God had me there. He he was building me up because he knew there was work to be done out yeah, here. Yeah. He knew that he, it, it, when he spared me, I, don't, I didn't know how that was going to look, mm. but I just knew I was getting out. I didn't know when. It could have been five years. It could have been 20 years. It could have been... Th- I, yeah, I just knew yeah. I was getting out. So, uh, bro... I do have a quick question. Yeah. So, that paper, it was a guilty verdict then, right? It was guilty yeah, all yeah. around, all 12. Yeah. But I'm, as you're reading, my, as you're yeah. reading the, the, the verdict, yeah. I'm praying like, Lord, one person... <laughs> You know, that is crazy, bro. bro. That's why we gotta be specific when we pray, because God hears. 
Damn. He hears his children, man. And bro, so she was true. I ain't gonna lie. Within another year, she took me back to court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She took me back, bro. And um, I went to trial again, mm-hmm. you know, but this time, bro. I knew I was getting out, bro. It just fell apart, bro. They end up coming. The DA ends up coming up and says, hey, man, like, what do you want? Like, she tells me, like, how much time do you want to do? You know, I had already been in it three years. I want time served. That's what I want. I said that. I said, well, well, time served. She just wanted that conviction. She just wanted, like, okay, I'll give you time served, but you got to sign. I was like, I ain't tripping. All the homies, everyone's telling me, don't sign, fool, because what if you go out and you mess up? I'm like, yeah. I'm dumb, bro. If I go out and mess up, I deserve to be in yeah, here. Yeah, hmm. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm done, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm living for Jesus. Watch. And they were like, you're stupid, bro. Don't sign. Don't sign those two strikes. Why are you going to sign? Why are you going to set yourself up? That's like yeah. a death sentence. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care, bro. I'm getting out. So anyways, August 4th, bro, 2004, I paroled. I got oh. out. They sent me to Wasco for about four months or something to get yeah. a number. Mm-hmm. And then I came out. And I came out, bro. And, you know, I left the big part out because um, maybe we can talk one day with your wife and my wife, yeah, bro, yeah. because she was my support team mm-hmm. yeah. this whole time, bro. Mm-hmm. She was the only one I had, bro. We ended up getting married before I got out mm-hmm. because now I'm reading the Bible and I'm like, hey, yeah. honey, like, you know, we <laughs> yeah. got to get married if yeah, we want exactly. God to bless this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So Amen. we ended up getting yeah. married, bro. She took a step Damn. of faith with me and and I'm careful. I don't share that with too many people. And, and she don't share that with too many people because there's a lot of young girls that all of a sudden they'll be like, hey, well, I'm going to get married to some. My boyfriend's in jail. I'm getting married to him. <laughs> you know, that was just what God was doing in that specific time with mm-hmm. me and my wife, Alma, you know? Yeah. So anyways, bro, I paroled to her house, bro. And here comes a big part. Okay. You've been walking with Jesus three years now. How do you reprogram now? Yeah, because exactly. now all my homies are like, hey, bro, hey, G just be the hot one, bro. Yeah, like yeah. all of a sudden they want to give you status. Yeah, they want to yeah. they want to celebrate you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Homies oh, home with the blood mm-hmm. and the beard. Bro, all these phone calls, all of a sudden, nobody called when I was locked up. Where was that that I when I was busted? Eh? Not one. Yeah. But I know the name of the game. I know what's up. I, yeah. I don't write to nobody either. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you get it back. I know what's up, bro. But anyways, all of a sudden, though, and I get it. They, want, yeah. they were happy that I was out, yeah. you know? So here's a temptation. Here's a battle, mm-hmm. okay? I'm on high control parole. Yeah. I'm married. And my temptation is like, okay, well, I'll just go hang out at low pro places. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, we know what the word says. The word says a little leaven ruins yeah. a whole mm-hmm. batch. Yeah. You know, what does that mean? Just a little yeah. bit. You start mm-hmm. slipping up. You start compromising a That's little the, bit. And you're going to, you're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to see, you're going to see. And mm-hmm. then God, you can't blame God for yeah. it because these are your decisions, yeah, exactly. you know? So anyways, you know, um, my wife was going to church, bro. I ended up going to church. And I'll be honest, bro, this was the last place I ever thought I would go. She she was going to church at Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa, yeah. right mm-hmm. there. And when I got there, bro, I'm like, I, talk, I mean, I'm shaved head. I'm still like Jita from the feet up. But I'm a, I'm a born-again hooligan, you know? <laughs> bro, I'm saved thug, bro, if that exists. you know. Yeah. But anyways, I'm there, bro. And I was like, 
what the heck? Look at all these white people, man. Like, <laughs> I felt out of pocket, bro. Yeah. Then Pastor Chuck comes up, and I'm like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> like, how can I relate to this man? Yeah, you know, yeah. and you know what, bro? I wanted to bounce. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, I can't relate to these people here, bro. Mm -hmm. And it was still my immaturity, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still young in the faith, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted people that looked like me, that talked yeah, like me, yeah. that mm -hmm. understood where I came from. Yeah. But these were my preceptions, yeah. bro. Mm -hmm. These were my kind of like, these were my boundaries I had. Yeah. Like, oh, well, they can't relate to me. Even though I wasn't opening up, I was yeah, just yeah. right off the back stereotyping them, yeah, exactly. you know? So I'm there, but I remember my wife said, you know what, Gabriel, we're, we're not going nowhere. They teach the word of God here. We're yeah. staying here. And after she held it down for three years strong, I wasn't yeah. going to argue with her, you know? I was like, all right, well, we'll, we'll kick back right here for a little bit, you know? Until I get a little bit more, yeah. more, more favor, then we'll bounce, you know? But you know what, bro? I wrote it out. I stayed there. And that's when, like, I think within a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. I began, I seen Pastor Tommy, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and Tommy Coda, and I was like, all oh, right, this this church does have a little yeah. bit of color, you know? Like, There's some up, flavor. Yeah. You know? right there. Yeah. Yeah. So I went up to Pastor Tommy, bro, and I just, I just began to share my heart with him, how I just got out. He's like, I know, bro, we've been praying for you, because my wife was already going there, yeah. talking about my husband's coming home, you yeah. guys, please keep him in prayer. We need godly men to come alongside yeah. him, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyways, um, he was one of those, bro, and he embraced me. And then I started meeting other brothers, bro. Uh -huh. And you know what, bro? Within, man, I can't. Man, within months, bro, I was like, man, these dudes are good people, yeah. man. They love mm -hmm. Jesus just like yeah. I love Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what started happening, bro, I just started surrounding myself mm -hmm. with people that were going to, Pour life into yeah, me. Exactly. Not that I didn't care about my homies, mm -hmm. but bro, I couldn't be around them. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't. I mm -hmm. would be in prison if I was. I would violate my parole. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, anyways, bro, what is? I, I just stopped. I stopped going around, bro. And I knew. I knew that God was going to give me the opportunity one day to share with them mm -hmm. what God had done, but it wasn't mm -hmm. yet. I was yeah. still on parole. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, I began. I wanted to share with people what God had done. You know, you get a story like what God did. He spared me from doing a life sentence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You want to share with as many people as you yeah. can yeah. out here. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't know that this thing called evangelism was such yeah. a thing, bro. I didn't know, like, hey, dude, we got some street evangelists out here, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I started getting plugged in with, mm -hmm. the, with the street evangelist team, yeah. bro. And... Bro, they would just tell me like, hey, Gabe, well, share your story, but yeah. give them the short version. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. all right, man. But then I started realizing, bro, like, you know what? I want like, I grew up listening to Chicano rap. Yeah. I grew up listening to a lot of this music. Like, I want to minister to homies. I want to yeah. tell my story in music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had never rapped before. <laughs> I just grew up. Everyone thinks yeah. they could rap, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to give, give me a beat. Busted, everyone's, <laughs> rapping. <laughs> everyone's rapping, bro. So, you know? So, anyways, bro, everyone gets saved, too, and everyone yeah. can rap. Yeah. Everyone's just like, hey, let me tell you my testimony. <laughs> one, two, one, two, you know? Yeah, so, anyways, yeah. what ends up happening, man, um, I started um, praying about it. And yeah. I had I wrote this song, bro. And it was just called To, to, to the Homies or something, yeah. you know? But I just, I went to record it, bro, and, you know, and just God started using it. And then somebody, Tommy, Pastor Tommy asked me, like, hey, Gabriel, like, 
I got this outreach I'm doing next month. Do you want to come and share some music? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, like in front of people? <laughs> like, I wasn't that down yet, you know? But he said, yeah, bro, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, let's do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I did it, bro. I stepped out in faith, bro, and I began to share music. And God, and it, I, it was a nightmare. I'm not going to lie, bro. I was like, hey, bro, it's, it's a gift, man, like that, how to get yeah. cultivated, mm-hmm. you know? So anyways, bro, but I did it. I was faithful to doing it. And next thing you know, bro, some other pastor called me like, hey, man, I heard you do, I heard you're a rapper. I'm doing an outreach here. I'm, like, well, I'm getting booked? Like, this is crazy. So I, I, but I started going, bro. You know that verse, bro, where, where, where the Lord is looking around who he could send. And Isaiah says, here I am, Lord, send me. Bro, that was my heart. Like, Lord, send me. I'll go. Yeah. I'll go. Just just go before me, though. <laughs> but I'll yeah, go. Yeah. So I started going, man. And God just started opening up doors. You know, when you mm-hmm. remain faithful and true, yeah. God puts you in places. You know, I knew this, bro. Without, with, without God, I was always at the wrong place at the wrong yeah. time. Yeah. Always, bro. Mm-hmm. But with him, it's like we're always at the right place yeah, at the right exactly. time. Yeah. Like, God, you know how to network. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how to put people together. Mm-hmm. And bro, I started doing rap, bro. I did, I did. Uh, it was called um, "To a Lost Soul," my first CD. I did, bro. And the audio was like straight ghetto, bro. Like, we were like in the bathroom, just trying to make it sound good, you know. And then like, but I, I did it. It was cool. Twelve songs, and we began to give them out. And then I was like, I was becoming a. Uh, my wife was pregnant, and I was gonna become a dad. And I was like, you know. From the neighborhood to fatherhood. Mm. Okay, Lord. Mm. So I did that CD. And that got a little better. And then after that, I was like, the Lord was still using me and, and this and that. And this is where it gets cool, bro. I'm doing the work of the ministry. Lord's opening up doors. Mm. I meet some other Samoan dude that was from priesthood. You ever heard of the group oh, priesthood? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So, so one of their singers, Popo, right? Mm-hmm. Or Tapasu. He goes yeah. by Tapasu. So Tapasu was on the group priesthood, and we did an outreach together, right? Mm-hmm. And we were out there, and he found out I was from Santa Ana, mm-hmm. and he was from Santa Ana. Oh, really? Popo, mm-hmm. Yeah, Tapasu, the dude from priesthood. One of the dudes, because there's four of them. Yeah. yeah. So one of them, well, when they were doing their thing, but yeah. one of them was from Santa Ana. And we started connecting. Mm-hmm. And when we connected, he told me, like, hey, Gabe, like, what part of Santa Ana are you from, man? And I just told him, oh, man, I grew up <laughs> there. And, you know? So anyways, we started. He's like, hey, we need to, we need to collaborate and do a yeah, song together, yeah. bro. And that's where we did that song. I don't know if it's on there, but it's called In My Hood. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a song from Santa Ana. So, so we did that song from Santa Ana, me and him. That's, that's a jam I'd be bumping, bro. bro so we, hey, bro. So that was it right there. <laughs> and then when we were in the studio like this, mm-hmm. right now, me, we're recording, we're doing the song. I remember like the Lord started speaking to me like, hey, ask him if he knows Myron. Myron is a guy shot, Myron mm-hmm. May, and he's Samoan. Okay, so the Lord puts it in my heart. I'm like, I'm not gonna ask this guy like if he knows Myron. Like, what? Where does that? Where where does that thought come from? You're racist just because he's Samoan. You think he knows Myron? You know? So, hey, bro. But you know, it just the Lord kept pressing in my heart to ask him, and I was like, Hey, Poe, Poe, Hey, Poe, Hey, bro. Do you know some guy named Myron, bro? Mm -hmm. You know? And he was like, Myron, what? And I told, oh, Myron May. And he was like, 
That's my nephew, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, bro, I'm like, oh yeah. So, how's my, how's your nephew doing, bro? Oh, he's like, oh man, that dude's out there, man. He's, he's crazy, bro. He almost got killed by some essays, bro. Oh. Like he got lit up, and I'm just like, really, man. So, where does he live? How's he doing? Oh, you know? Man. And he's telling me like, bro, that dude. That dude's a knucklehead, man. He's out there running around even though he almost lost his life. And then I was like, really? Hey, bro, I got to tell you something, man. And he was like, I'm thinking, how am I going to tell this dude that I shot his nephew? Mm -hmm. And then he was like, what's up, man? And I was like, hey, bro, like, you know, my testimony, huh? I almost got a life sentence, bro, and God spared me. Hey, bro, I'm that essay that got into it with your, with your nephew. He was like, shut up, bro. Like, he's thinking I'm messing with him, bro. And I'm like, no, for real. For, but he seen I was serious. He was like, what the heck? So he's tripping now. Like, he's connecting the dots in his mind. And he was like, oh, dang, how's this going to go down? And then I'm like, hey, bro, but, but this is a God thing, bro. Like, God saved me. And he's like, yeah, but it ain't a good idea, bro. I think that fool's looking for you. Dang. He's still active. And I'm like, really? Well, let's just wait on God, bro. Let's keep praying, you know? So sure enough, bro, for a couple of years, bro, this happened like in 2000, I want to say 2008 when we uh -huh. talked about it. 2010, you know, we, 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 we talk about it. Like, hey, so what's up with Myron, bro? Is it time? Yeah. And he was like, nah, bro, that fool's running around, messing up. Mm -hmm. So, bro, one night I get a phone call, bro, from uh, Popo's wife. Mm -hmm. I get a phone call and she's like, hey, Gabriel, pray for Popo. He's in the hospital. Bro, he had a massive heart attack. Dang. God took him home, bro. And I'm like, what? And this is when we, the Lord was, because we, we hooked up, we began to do music together, mm -hmm. and we, yeah. we started a group called Family Creed. Mm -hmm. And we just started, it was just, God, that's a whole nother subject, bro. Yeah. But yeah. Um, we started doing music, and what ends up happening, the Lord takes Popo home, and I get a, I get a message on Messenger mm -hmm. from Myron May. And he says, hey, what's up, man? I know you know who I am. And for many years, I thought of you, I looked for you, but I've been running from God my whole life. I can't believe a person that I hate so much is like family to me. <laughs> Talking about me, bro, you know, like, because I'm so close to his uncle. Yeah, yeah, me and yeah. his uncle were like brothers, bro. Like, you know that relationship yeah. that the Lord does with brothers, you know, in, yeah. in the faith, man. He just knits their hearts together, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. And me and Paul had one of those relationships, bro, like a, like a Jonathan, bro, and, 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 David. and, and David, bro. Yeah. And it was just like a strong relationship, bro. So anyways, I see him at the, and I just told him, I reached out to him and I said, hey, bro, I apologize, man. I repented for my actions. You know, I'm sorry yeah. for any harm that I caused you and your family, bro. I'm a, I'm a man of God. And he yeah. said, I know you are. I know you're a family man. And I told him, I can't wait to see you at the funeral, man. So we did the funeral in a few days. And they, bro, I never forget the day we locked eyes, bro. Like I'm walking up to him. Like 10 years prior to that, we locked eyes and we were unloading guns at yeah, each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He got, he was coming after me too. He yeah, got hit, yeah. but it was just, it could have easily been the other way around. Yeah. yeah. You know, God spared both of our lives, bro. We could have easily both shot each other in the head. Yeah. You know, we both unloaded. Yeah. But, you know, here we are, bro. Ten years later, we're locking eyes, bro. I walk up to him, bro, and 
I give him a big old hug, man. Mm. And I just say, I'm sorry, bro. And I'm just, Lenore, just, I'm just breaking me, bro. Dang. And I'm just, and he's also like very emotional, yeah. you know. And I'm just like, God's got a plan for this, Myron. Dang. God's going to use this to reach many youngsters out here. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm down. Samoans say, oos. Yeah. I'm down, oos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm down. Whatever yeah. God wants to do, man. So, so we, Myron, Myron surrendered his life to the Lord, bro. Dang. We got to connect. We got to share our story, bro. Mm-hmm. I got to write a book. Oh, I wrote yeah. a book Dang. called Beyond the Gang, and, which shares the whole story. You know, they tell you, hey, okay, why don't you write a book about yeah. it? <laughs> Your story's too long, bro. Yeah. So, bro, wrote a book, bro, and God's using it, man. And, hey, bro, and that's it, bro. To me, it's like, God is in the business of yeah. making mm-hmm. making oh, making bro. beauty out of ashes, yeah, bro. That that's what Je- that's what yeah. Jesus does. Amen. Hey, bro, and that's my story, man. And and I never get tired of sharing it, bro. This happened. Oh. I've been saved since two thousand and two. I'm talking to you like it happened yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> I never get tired, yeah. bro. I never forget where yeah, God has man. brought me yeah, from. Exactly. And if there's and if yeah. God can save a person like me. If God can change yeah. somebody like me with all those crazy circumstances, yeah. he can do it for anybody. Amen. Exactly. See, the only thing I did, bro, I surrendered to yeah. him. See, mm-hmm. we hate that word in yeah, the neighborhood, exactly. surrender. Mm-hmm. We don't surrender to nobody. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Don't surrender to man. Yeah. Surrender to God, yeah, and right. you'll see what he'll do. Dang, so that's, that's my story, bro. So grace, Ooh. bro. At his Thanks, Grace, bro. That's exactly why, <laughs> I, man. This is actually why we do this right here, yeah. bro. Because God's grace is just so amazing, bro. Yeah, man. It, is, like, man. it never ceases to amaze me when I hear stories like this. You know? God, it only gives me that fire to keep going, bro. Because right. I know that someone out there, there's more Gabriels out yeah, there. There is more homies out there that still need to be touched. There is. And mm-hmm. if we can bring, like, shine a light. Just to get them thinking about Jesus, mm-hmm. I've done my part. You know what I mean? Amen. That's all I wanted to do, man. So, man. Oh, man. Damn. From <laughs> praise speaking, God, bro. bro. God is made, bro. And that's, and that's what he does, bro. Trip out on this, bro. So, you know how the judge was tripping out that day? Uh-huh. Like, man, I've never had this happen in my courtroom. <laughs> well, bro, I went back to court. I had another court hearing. And this was about, I want to say about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And this time, bro... I'm in the public schools, bro. We're over mm-hmm. here working in the schools. And there's some lady sitting in the back, bro. Mm-hmm. And she's just looking at us, bro. And she's writing notes. And I'm like, who's this lady, bro? <laughs> like, she's, she's trying to bust us or what, you know? But then at the end of the Bible study, uh-huh. she comes up to me. And she says, hey, do you want me to help you get your record clean? And I'm like, what? what How do you know I got a record? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then she's like, no, you know what I mean. Like, I heard your story. And I was like, all right, yeah. Well, yeah, what's up? Why? What's going on? She's like, look, why don't you try and get your certificate of rehabilitation by the state? That way you can keep doing the work. And I'm like, all right, cool, man. So yeah. what is it? She's like, well, you got to, it's a process. Mm-hmm. You need a lawyer. And I'm like, all right, cool. She's like, but I'll do all that pro bono. Damn. And I'm like, all right, cool, man. Where do I sign it? Where do I sign it? He's like, come to my office. So I go, oh, bro, we do it. Uh-huh. Bro, and I, I, I did it. I think it was like within that week, I went and met her. Uh-huh. And I left it alone for like three, four months. I didn't know what uh-huh. happened, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I get, a, I get a phone call like, hey, we got court in two months. 
And I'm like, Corp, for what? She's like, I didn't do nothing. She's like, oh, I still get nervous, bro. Like, like, for what? What's up? You know? And she was like, no, remember the certificate of rehabilitation. Let's go see if the state of California grants it. And I was like, all right, yeah, so what do I got to do? She's like, okay, I just need you to get me all your accomplishments because you've been out. You've been out for a long time now, Gabriel. You've been out for about 14, 15 years. So, what have you done? What have you accomplished? Who are you now? Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll give you a few stuff. Yeah, I don't have yeah. much, but let's see. I'll give you my demo. I'll give you a CD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, I did. I put a, together a nice little portfolio. Yeah. But I called Myron. And I said, hey, Myron. Hey, bro, why don't you come to court with me, bro? I think <laughs> let's trip the judge out. See what the judge <laughs> thinks, right? And she, he was like, all right, man. I'll be there, bro. I'll support you. <laughs> so we go to court. And sure enough, bro, they call me up there. And this is like, like I'm back on trial, dude. They put me back up there, bro. I'm dressed all nice. I got my kids in the back row. My wife is there. And this is a big deal, bro. I didn't know how big the certificate of rehabilitation was. Mm -hmm. You get your rights reinstalled, so to speak. All this stuff, bro. So it's a huge thing, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. You go from being a, a convict, yeah, a felon, to like, oh, man, he's been rehabilitated yeah, by yeah, the state. Yeah. Okay, really? so it's a big deal. Yeah. So anyways. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> yeah, bro. So what are you homies out there? Look into that. Yeah, man. You can look at a lawyer, bro, for real, man. Hey, so what ends up happening, bro? We go to court. And the, re, she, the, the judge is just going over my portfolio, right? And then my lawyer's talking, yeah. And um, Gabriel's been, he's been doing this, he's been doing that. And your honor, Myron May is here to support the work and the change. And then the judge stops. And she says, wait, 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 wait. Myron, the person you shot is here? And he was like, I'm like, yeah, he's right there. You know? And she's like, Myron, come up here. Come up here. <laughs> Bro, This co- the courtroom's packed. Yeah. You know how court is. Yeah, I don't know if you guys yeah, there. Yeah, Anybody yeah. been to court, just yeah. imagine this. Yeah. Being in the courtroom, bro, for the people, you know, all different cases, homies on a good one getting arraigned and all that good <laughs> stuff, you know, because this is felony court. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like your traffic ticket court, okay? Yeah, yeah. So we're there, and um, she asked Myron this. She tells Myron, so what happened? Like, I want to hear it from your mouth. Why are you here? And Myron says, Your Honor, you know, I didn't have to be here this morning. I just want you to know that we were a bunch of adolescent kids with no direction. I didn't have to be here. I chose to be here. Mm -hmm. I work for Boeing, but I took time off because I believe in the change that God has done in my brother's life. And the judge was like, once again, bro, she was like, I don't know what to say. (laughs) So you know what ends up happening, bro? She says this. Well, you know what? I'm going to address the whole courtroom right now. This is what rehabilitation is supposed to look like. This is what it looks like. This is redemption, a picture of redemption. Mr. Gabriel, this, this morning... I had zero intention in granting you your certificate. Zero. You shot someone. I don't want that on my record. 
you go out there and act crazy and do something. I give you your rights back. You go yeah. buy guns. Guns, we know, guys. Guns are a hot topic right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Ain't no judge want that on her mm-hmm. record. Like, oh, yeah. I granted him his rights, yeah. and now he went out and <laughs> yeah. acted a fool. Yeah, so she was like, no, nah, bro. She was like, Chales, mm-hmm. no way. I'm not yeah. going to grant him nothing. Mm-hmm. I had zero intention. But because Myron is here, I can't deny it. I grant it. Bam. Dang. She granted me my certificate, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, God, dang. you still showing off. Dang. You know? <laughs> so now, bro, dang. it's so cool, bro, because I'm able to go now to the high schools and I'm yeah. able mm-hmm. to. It's all for God's glory, yeah. bro. Amen. It's not like yeah. I'm trying to be no doctor, bro. No. You know? Yeah. But what I'm saying is yeah. God continues to equip his people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. You yield your heart. You know? My biggest theme, bro, my biggest enemy was me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was my biggest, mm-hmm. I was my biggest stumbling block, yeah. my biggest hindrance, mm-hmm. my insecurities, mm-hmm. you know, my stereotypes, yeah. my us versus them. Yeah. They're gonna, they're not gonna like me because I got a record and mm-hmm. have, they don't even know you got a record, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Stop telling on yourself. <laughs> You know, so hey, bro, just as a word of encouragement, man, I know we went on for a little minute, but but hey, as a word of encouragement, anybody out there, man, you know, God is able. You know, yeah. we read in the the read we read in throughout scripture from Genesis to Revelation, yeah. bro. Just how God just shows himself strong mm-hmm. time after time. And for me, one of the biggest things, bro, that helped me was understanding who was on my side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Understanding who is it that I've given my life mm-hmm. to. You know, right. and God is faithful to complete the work. I get excited, bro, because he's not done. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Bro, he's exactly, done all these bro. things in my life, bro. He's not mm-hmm. done. I haven't even talked about like, bro, I'm a dad. <laughs> I got three kids, bro. I get to coach them, bro. Yeah. I got my own business. Yeah. I own a house. Dang, bro, this bro. is God. It's all God. This bro. ain't yeah. like, it's oh, all God, bro, bro, you know I got no credentials. <laughs> I just told you, bro, I come from the gutter. Yeah. Bro. You know, we like Dang. to say from the gutter most (laughs) you know so hey i just pray bro that whoever listens might get encouraged man encouraged and if there's if they ever want to reach out bro yeah we got a church there on 17th in bristol every sunday bro hope alive church i know you if somebody wants to go check out street light like church right here in westminster off of 13th street beach Mm -hmm. 13th right across from the west court right right there bro (laughs) you know what i'm saying so hey no but but for reals man we're here we want people because we know the power of when the word of god comes into a person it starts transforming you know so thank you for having me bro thank you for being here bro i mean uh, man. man If we can stay here all night, bro, we, we know we would, bro. <laughs> brother, brother hey. already said it. Christians, man, we don't know how to give the yeah. short version. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> From unloading guns to unloading love. That's it, bro. That's, that's oh, only God. Well, man, I mean, I appreciate you coming through, bro. I really do. I mean, I hope whoever's listening that they were edified bro real quick bro yes. where, where can they reach you as far as any social yes. media or yeah so so or i'm under like i got a website mm-hmm. bro um I, i'm getting ready to drop another album bro yeah, it, it's called it. family creed our last mm-hmm. album mm-hmm. and well we always say that but we'll see what god does <laughs> but it's another album man and 
I have a heart, bro. I give it all for free. They're gonna, they'll be able to download it for free at themessagemusic.com. The Message Music. And um, you can also go, if you want ever interested in getting the book, you could go to Am- in, on Amazon. Just Amen. type in Beyond the Gang. Amen. If you can't afford a book, I'd love to get one to you. I, I, I got a bunch of books in my garage. I'll get one to you, man. Um, just my, You can email me at Gabriel at HopeAlifeSantaAna.com. Come. And then um, my phone number, if you ever want me to just come on out and share with you at the church, wherever, is 714-913-3037. So 714-913-3037. You can just right there, man. Just yeah, we'll say, hey, put man. that in, in the, in yeah, the we'll, info we'll, as well, we'll, too. We'll yeah, bro. Yeah. And, 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 and other than that, man, just... I, I May mean, the Lord continue to use the Reform Raza podcast, oh, man, and I, I, we pray blessings upon it. Amen. You know, Amen. One, one, man. One of the things that kept ringing um, is that scripture where it says that we are more than conquerors. And uh, I forgot who it was that uh, that was preaching on this. I think it was Paul Washer. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the things that he was saying, and and it got me thinking of the scripture a little bit differently, is that. You know, we have conquerors, right? They, they celebrate the victory once the game's over. Yeah. You know, most people who go for their favorite sports team, you know, they're, they're, they're celebrating afterwards, but a lot of the diehard fans celebrate in the middle of the game, right? Yeah. And, that's, and so when we, when we, when we look at, at the word conqueror, you know, we, we, we celebrate the victory, but more than conqueror, what's a more than conqueror? Somebody who's, who's praising the victory amidst the trial. That's right. Who's praising even though the, it's not even finished yet. That's right. And, and, and you know how, how you were sharing about in the courtroom, how you already, you know, even when, uh, what's it called, when, when, when you had to go back and you're yeah. waiting for a trial during those three years, you, you were already at peace. That's you had the it. peace of God in you. And you already celebrated his victory. That's right. Because you know where, where, uh, where you were at with him. Yeah. And so even just that, like how even when we are, Facing different trials, you know, you were facing a life sentence. Yeah. You were already celebrating the things of Christ right. amidst your trial. No matter the circumstance, no matter the outcome, you already knew your eternal outcome. That's it, man. And man, man, man. more than conquerors, man. Yeah, I love to say it. I ain't winning because I already won. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Amen, amen, bro. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I'm so edified and encouraged right now, bro. I can't Praise even God, man. stand. I can't even. I ain't got no words, bro. <laughs> good, man. But God is good, bro. I, th- I think this yeah. is the beginning. Um, and then you never know, bro, if, if, if you got another mic here, bro, if you ever want to do something to to reach out, like, hey, these young girls too, man. Oh, yeah. Like oh, something yeah. like my wife, she understands that mm-hmm. whole mentality, mm-hmm. you know, like bro. why she got involved. We, we, we've had a couple episodes with our wives come on, and we cool. just talk about family. We talk about marriage, children, raising up children in a godly way. Uh, what it's like to be a woman uh, today in today's society, which is dead mm-hmm. one. What it's like to be a, a woman in today's like liberal culture that's today, awesome. and that's what we're trying to hit out, bro. Because yeah. yeah, we're men, but we, we also gotta reach the, la- the ladies that's too, right, bro. Man. And so yeah, I mean, we love to have you back, bro. Yeah. We're gonna continue doing the uh, the work that God has uh, sent us to do. Praise God. Yep. Wanna, we do this. I say this phrase all the time, bro. This is a if I can just summarize the reason why we do this podcast for the glory of God. Through the edification of the saints. Amen. That's all that we're trying to see do here, bro. I see. That's it, bro. So uh, hit us up. Uh, okay. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share. This is a powerful testimony. Share with a cholo, an ex cholo, a <laughs> cholo, anybody that can be edified through this testimony. Hit us up, reformrasa.gmail.com. And uh, gracias for listening, for bearing with us. Uh, this is just like so encouraging right now, bro. I, I, I ain't even like. 
I got no words, bro. Got it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so gracias for tuning in. This is Reform Raza. We'll catch you on the next one. Na rato, vatos. Peace. Peace. Just don't play. You got the land with tattoos, express attitudes, and they quick to get you spot in the 10 o'clock news. Guns is popping, bodies dropping. Without the big homie, you's a dead man walking. Santa and a big D, always on TV. Gotta let them know, man, what they need to be. His first name's Jesus, last name's Christ. He's in the business of changing lives. My hood is dangerous. Strapped with a pistol, homies on the block still tweaked off the crystal. I'm in the rego, floating like an eagle, soaring through clouds of gun smoke. I see them running, running and gunning. I see them struggling, so they turn and start hustling. Gotta pay the rent, gotta get your money, man. And if you don't, then you're broke like them cousins, man. Under pressure, back to the lecture. Life in the gutters, no perfect picture, no motion picture. Only one perfect figure. Christ came to give life, he see the picture bigger. He see the trouble, the pain, and the hustle. The G with the trigger, quick to flex that muscle. So I throw up my city like gang signs and bandanas. Like King Kong, cause the spit's bananas. My hood is dangerous. Santa had a boy pray for us. If you listen, you can feel the pain. We just trying to change the game. If you've been out in these streets, and you've seen just what I've seen. Lord knows I love my hood Santa had a prayer Overpopulated and it kicks of dust But I got love for the city that I grew up in Especially now, homie, that I'm born again And I don't mean to come across, homie, too aggressive But I love my lesson, gotta spread the message Up and down in mad ways City of the saints, Jesus saves My hood is dangerous Santa had a boy pray for us If you listen, you can feel the pain We just trying to change the game if you've been out in these streets And you've seen just what I've seen Lord knows I love my hood Santa and a prayer